Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. Thank you, Solo. Welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side here with Kat and Paul Thicken. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. This is the second part of our 12-part series, Evaluating the Dolphins roster. Take a look at the 2017 season as well as peek behind the curtain and see who they have on the roster for the 2018 year before free agency and the draft gets here. Obviously, in 2017, the big story of the year was uh, Jay Ajayi's midseason trade to the Philadelphia Eagles for a fourth-round pick. Kenyon Drake took over that role, uh, splitting time with Damian Williams, and it seemed like Kenyon Drake really took off here toward the end of the year. So, you know, Ajayi, again, and, and I've got to tell our listeners here, Paul and I had to have a talk in the middle of the year because I kept funneling everything back to my frustration for trading Jay Ajayi. Kenyon Drake, though, was, without question, one of the biggest stars here in in the 2017 season. But still, I got to say, Paul, nobody can convince me at this point, though, that a fourth-round pick is better than Jay Ajayi and Kenyon Drake in a split role for two years. I'm sorry. I'm mostly with you, but at the same time, if Ajayi truly was flipping out about not getting his carries and storming out of the locker room and slamming things around and getting a really diva-ish attitude about that and being a cancer in the locker room, that's only going to get worse as the guy who's outplaying him gets more carries. So for me, I, I... I'm a little torn there. Yes, Jay Ajayi is a hell of a player. He's a guy I pounded the table for when he was still there when Miami picked in the draft and selected him. But I would have liked to have seen a little bit more come. But it, it was Adam Gase sending a message. It really was. And for some players, that message was received. For others, it wasn't. And we may see some more roster shifts this offseason based upon that. I don't agree with that message, but uh, I'm going to drop it right there, and I'm going to move on. Uh, hopefully this is the last time <laughs> I, mes- I mention Jay Ajayi on the show now, so we can move on to uh, two other things. But Kenyon Drake played way better than I thought that he would. I mean, it, that, that's an understatement, really. 
you hear his numbers after the trade. Kenyon Drake, final nine games of the year, after he was put in that role, 123 carries, 619 yards, four touchdowns, over five yards a carry, and six plays of longer than 30 yards. I mean, and this is also a kid, he turns 24 next week, didn't have a lot of, of hits on him in Alabama. He adds a lot more in the passing game and a lot more in terms of big playability than J.J. ever did. There's no question about that. Have we just seen the tip of the iceberg here? I think we have because as insane as this might sound, I mean, yeah, he had his 133 attempts for 644 yards rushing. He was definitely a weapon in the receiving game as well. He only averaged 8.3 carries per game once all was said and done because of the fact that that Jay Ajayi was was there for the first half of the year. So I really think we could see some special things from him. And the fact that he's got the versatility to be a wide receiver as well, or at least a receiver out of the backfield for the most part, definitely adds a lot of elements to what Miami can do on offense. So for me, I'm really excited to see what he can do next year. I'm really excited to see what he can do once Miami has the ability to have a vertical passing game that keeps defenses honest, so there's a little bit more for him to run through. So, yeah, I think we really have seen the tip of the iceberg this year because, uh, as you mentioned, Ajayi, Ajayi wasn't able to get open and get through some holes with the way the defenses were cheated up, and Kenyon Drake was still able to do that. So I think next season, like I said, you spread the defense a little more, all the more opportunity for Drake in that, in that offense. After Drake, it gets a little bit interesting because, you know, Damian Williams, you know, I he's, he's kind of like your Matt Moore for me. I've never been a fan of Damian Williams. I, you know, looking back at this past year, he is the starting running back after Jay is traded, really by probably by title only. But you look at his season, and if you take out a 69-yard run against the Bucks, where he basically wasn't touched for the first 40 yards of that run, then if you take out that run, he's averaging under two and a half yards a carry. I really think that he was the complete, had the worst half of football I ever saw against the Ravens, where I, I can't even get into the mistakes. Sonoris Perry is actually the one I'm rooting for to assume that number two running back spot. I do like Sonoris Perry. And yeah, Damian Williams wasn't as effective in the running game this season as he was last season. Some of that I'll attribute to the defenses. Some of that I'll attribute to the injuries. Some of that I'll just attribute to, hey, maybe last season was an aberration. We don't know. But the thing I like with Damian Williams is the versatility he has, the way he can be a receiver out of the backfield. You look at the chemistry he had with Tannehill last year coming out of the backfield, there might be a role for him next season. He adds a little bit of special teams prowess, which you need to have a running back that does. As much as I like Senioris Perry on offense, I don't necessarily love him in the return game. Personal preference, maybe, but it's, it's, I'm not a huge fan of that. Miami definitely does need to add a little bit of depth this offseason at the running back position. If it's through free agency, don't expect any of the big names. I wouldn't be opposed to them going running back in the draft if the right value is there when they're selecting them. Now, I look at that third to fifth round area, and the Dolphins have had a lot of success there. Uh, historically at running back. They got Ajayi, Kenyon Drake, Lamar Miller. Even Mike Gillisley has had some NFL success for where he was drafted. Royce Freeman from Oregon is is a player. We're going to get into more of the draft picks as we go along, but he's somebody I've got pigeonholed 
it would be a good mid-round pick, Nick Chubb and, and Sony Michelle from Georgia, that same role. But really, you know, running backs to me are a dime a dozen in the middle rounds, and, and they've got some some ability with them. I mean, two third-round picks this year, Alvin Kamara and Kareem Hunt, not only absolute steals, rookie of the year candidates, but potential even MVP candidates in their first year. Not typical, but, you know, there, there is a lot of value to be had in the middle rounds of that draft. You know, Kenyon Drake brings more to the passing game. He brings more in terms of electricity in the running game. Uh, the question is really, Paul, is this a player long-term that can handle 300 to 350 touches a year, or should it, that even be expected out of him? I'm thinking he could handle in the 200 to 250 range, not counting receptions. That's the thing that people have to factor in as well, is he could be a 50 reception running back as well. So 225 carries, 50 receptions, and you have a combination of Damian Williams, maybe a rookie, maybe Senores Perry, to back him up behind that and, and give him those breaks that he's going to need. I'm okay with the running back position. I think a lot of things open back up when Tannehill's under center, though. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if Drake is going to get 250 touches a year, and I think that is a good number, then the backup running back spot does become a big need. But then again, also, is it that hard to find that second running back? I don't think that it is. So if Sonoris Perry and Damian Williams, either one of those, are the second and third running back last year, I think there is enough depth to go there, especially if Perry continues uh, to emerge here in that second or third running back role. That will do it for our breakdown of the running back spot. Uh, you are listening to Cat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. We will be here with you all off season for the breakdowns, NFL draft, as well as free agency. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fifth side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side. Then it must be the fifth side. It ain't the left side or the right side. Then it must be the fifth side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big- 